0: Welcome to another live at F5 livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quatt, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. We've got a returning special guest. We are minutes away, yeah, pretty essentially minutes away from a very important match with Everton. And uh, I think that's kind of why I decided to do this podcast with you uh, this day. We got Jenny Coquette. How's it going today? Really good. How are you, Tom? Hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. I just realized that there's a whole bunch of sporting events going on today. And I was like, Okay, well, I guess I'm not getting off my couch all day. So <laughs> you got this match. And then we got the Indy 500 happening at noon, which is a big racing event here. And then by uh, White Sox play. So it's just like big day. Oh, craziness, crazy, crazy, crazy. So
1: mm-hmm. I love it. Thi- <laughs>
0: yeah. How are things going with you?
1: Good yes, I've um I've spent all morning completely clearing my garden, which is it's great weather outside today here in in the UK. So, yeah, it's been a really nice morning of just you know getting a bit of sun and kind of hoovering my grass, which is a weird thing to say, but I have that fake grass stuff so I like hoover it yeah. up. Okay, Fair.
0: Really great.
1: So yeah, I've had a really good morning. Um, it's bank holiday here as well, so it means I'm off tomorrow, which is just even better.
0: Nice. What do you... uh? Because we're also on a holiday. We have uh, Memorial Day tomorrow for us. What is it for you? Or is it just... Um, a-
1: it's just one of the standard UK bank holidays. Okay. Um, yeah, so we get like six or something per year. This year we've yeah. had an extra one. So we had three in May this year because um, of the coronation. The King's yeah. coronation. So,
0: Which that's really interesting how many... So I'm here in Texas. There were so many people that cared about the coronation that we had the tv station i worked for we had to stream it live at 2 a.m or whatever it was here locally because so many people wanted to see the coronation and just kind of witness that and then the same thing happened when the queen had passed like the funeral and all that stuff it was i was like really i didn't expect texas to be that into like what's going on across the pond
1: it's 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 crazy they i mean it's it's strange there's a lot of people here in the uk i mean it it's kind of like a split country um mm. in whether people like i guess are for it or against it i'm not i'm kind of in the middle like i'm not mm. really overly for it but not overly against it either so yeah it's um it's interesting that a lot of people overseas are and i think that's what i really like about it that a lot of people overseas are really kind of honed in on it and i find it really really interesting and yeah it's cool
0: yeah it's it's interesting so uh, you released an album back in, fe- yeah, February. Wow. Because I know we had talked about uh, trying to get you on during uh, when the album, or the EP, sorry, when the EP dropped back in February and you were getting ready to go on tour.
1: Yeah. All that stuff.
0: You, you've you been busy. So
1: I have. I finally kind of found myself with a little bit of... Not not loads of time because I'm like straight back in the studio um Mm. already, but yeah I've I've found myself with a little bit of chill time, a bit of time to kind of do kind of usual human things that don't always involve music. So it's Mm. it's been it's been really nice. That's why I like touring because it's quite like full on, but then you kind of get a little bit of a break as opposed to more sort of weekly gigs or whatever you know.
0: And now music still you're still working like a nine to five job, right? Your music's not full time for you yet.
1: Not yet. I'm still working at that. Um, and I'll work at it until, until it it becomes my full time. Um, nice. whether I, it ever does or not, you know, it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. How, how do you kind of balance everything? Because I notice like, it it's you kind of go through streaks of. Like it's just going gauging off a of Twitch where you're like consistently Twitch streaming and kind of fully in it. And then work seems to kind of take over for a minute. And then the music kind of seems to take over. How do you kind of balance everything?
1: I guess exactly like that. Um, I find everything kind of ebbs and flows really nice. Um, the, the, the only thing with Twitch is that I feel like you need to be really consistent with it. So, you know, I guess like taking a month off the tour, even though, all right, it's not drastic. You, your viewer figures don't go like hugely down, um. But I guess like sort of mentally being in that game of of mm-hmm. of live streaming, you have to be, you have to be in that zone. I think, um, especially with Twitch because it's so so involved with everything in it and everything's constantly changing. I I struggle to keep up with it all the time, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I I really enjoy that. Like my life at the moment of kind of the normality of a nine to five, um. And then, you know, family stuff as, as well as uh, studio work and then mm. live stream. And it's, I'm just, I'm constantly on the go and that's kind of how I function. Mm. Um, I'm not somebody who can be left with an awful lot of time. Yeah. You know, it's got its ups and downs. Um, I wish I had more time for things like promotion and making videos. Like I'd have a, if I had loads of time, I'd have like a full blown YouTube channel and I'd have like Instagram reels out every day and and all of that. But they're the kinds of things that I guess like, suffer from working a nine to five, but mm. it's just one of them things. And I'm not complaining.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's, it, it's something that I've struggled with just like the consistency of everything. Like I go through streaks, like sp- with Twitch, I think had I start, like when I started streaming the podcast back in 2020 during the pandemic, had I started on Twitch versus like going to Facebook or YouTube or wherever it was, I started I'd have been a lot more consistent and further along on Twitch. Mm. But now because I hit it so late in the process of doing podcasts and trying to do the podcast live again and not through Zoom, Twitch has kind of taken a back burner. And then there's some times where I go to like my 95 job and I'm so tired after I get back. It's like, I don't want to do anything else. It's like, I'm yeah. good. So
1: it's a it's a real mental game I find like like just I'm I'm not on a streaming schedule at the minute for that reason mm. because I feel like if I force myself to stream it's just pointless and the mm. waste of a stream in a way and and you you kind of want to have that balance if you don't want to stream too much where people like people uh I don't want to bore people of the same things but at the same mm. time you know you want to be consistent enough that people are like oh, okay here's Night like Jenny's streaming. I can't, I'm, you know, I'm excited to watch. It's a really yeah. fine balance i found with Twitch. Um, or all live streaming just generally. Um yeah, and like there's times where I'll get home from work and I'll have said, like, oh, I'm gonna stream tonight, and like a few hours later, I'm like exhausted, and I can't and, and I will, I just break through it. I'm just like, come on, guys, we'll work through it together. Yeah, because you've got to work hard at you know, there's like a big I can't remember who said it, but there's a quote of like, you never get anywhere in your comfort zone, you've got to find just you've got to be comfortable become comfortable with being uncomfortable and mm-hmm. that's definitely like the music industry or the entertainment industry is very much just being comfortable being uncomfortable and pushing the boundaries and yeah like sometimes you think oh, i shouldn't have done that stream because i was too too tired and it might have come across but i've my viewers are so like they're, they're like a family so mm-hmm. i guess like if i have a if i have a stream where i'm really tired and and they can tell they never kind of go oh that was rubbish you know they've always I think they know, you know, it's easy when I have a good stream. i just like, don't want to stop.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it, it's just, I like, I get where you're coming from. You just got to kind of push through it. And the, the struggle, the struggle is real to keep it consistent and just, you know, try and keep it high energy and stuff like that. But the one thing that I've noticed is, it's obviously we're talking two different wavelengths because you do more performance and I do more just casual conversation, podcasting type stuff. But mm-hmm. for me, the one thing I've noticed now that I've kind of taken control back over my schedule of who I'm booking when I'm booking. And cause when I first started, it was like, Oh, here's my schedule. What I have available. Y'all just kind of put in, y'all just grab your dates and we'll make it work.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I found myself interviewing a lot of people that was like, Oh, this isn't very exciting. Or they were just doing it because their PR agent told them like, Hey, you have to do this. You have an album to promote, you know, just like they're yeah. there for the wrong reasons. And so yeah. now I'm reaching out to people and asking like, Hey, do you want to do this? And we open up a conversation and yeah, it's different. It's not quite as frequent, but it's. The quality's a lot better. So.
1: Yeah, I think that's the thing with PR. Um, that's really, you know, being somebody who does like I don't do an awful lot of PR for my albums mm. or EPs. Like some people are like interview every day and pushing it on radio. And I think that's where I fall short a lot of the time because that's the thing that slips for me when I'm really when, when I'm doing a new release. Quite often, I just don't have that mental energy to put into PR because I'm working and because I'm doing all of that. And you know, I really. <sighs> I wish I had that extra time, but I don't want to ever do interviews where it's like, I'm just doing it just for the sake of just promoting it. You know, unless, you know, unless it's like one where it's like a big viewership or something where there's like going to be a lot of, of um sales or streams mm-hmm. come from it. But yeah, like I, I love like these kind of chats where it's not just about like promoting something like, you know, it's about real people's talking. And that's, I think that's why I like Twitch and like live streaming. Yeah. Cause even though it's like music, it's also chat. And you also kind of get to show a little bit yourself and, and uh, also get to know your audience. And yeah, I love podcasts as opposed to just kind of like five minute radio interviews, which just, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that, that's, so we launched our radio show uh, about three months ago. And originally the idea was I was just going to take these podcasts and cut them up. And the issue I was having was um, they didn't flow right because I was like, okay, we're like in the middle of a statement here. And so I had to start doing the short five, 10 minute interviews, which is fine. It's bringing in uh, musicians that are further along in their career. Like they're doing, and instead of doing like local tours, they're doing like regional tours and they've got Hundred thousand followers on Spotify, you know, like they're they're just at a different point in their career because it's not as much of a time constraint. It's like okay, ten minutes, I can do ten minutes, and which is really good because it's like legitifying the podcast in general because I release those interviews on the podcast stream and it's cool. Mm -hmm. But like you said, just the different format that podcast brings as for as per the like radio interview because it's like we got 10 minutes we got to hit the points here yeah. it's like this one specifically we have an, a specific out time because we're trying to watch a, a football match but mm-hmm. you know just in general it's like not quite as structured
1: yeah oh yeah more of a yeah i'm not i'm not trying to promote anything at the minute
0: <laughs> yeah for or sure video
1: which yeah I'm not actually working with a PR agent at the moment um just kind of loving making music again and just like just being myself as opposed to being like you know like this has got to be this and like I think I've done like I did that and obviously it works great but like it's nice just to sort of just be me and even though I'm not really far on in my career I feel like I am in some ways you know mentally I'm quite far on in my career and I'm kind of approaching an age you know so it's it, I just just do what I want to do now
0: <laughs> yeah for sure and so I like I know you're not promoting anything but we talked about Lost Animals which is your most recent EP did yeah. you kind of find this clarity through the process of pushing Lost Animals like the EP or what is this something that this is a clarity of like just doing what you want to do doing what you love and finding the love of writing music is that something you've kind of always had
1: I've always really loved writing music, um mm-hmm. but in terms of the clarity of like how how I want to do things, that's kind yeah. of just come, not just from like the process of lost animals but from the process of right the way through from from something beautiful. I did something beautiful like very kind of strategically and and m- made sure that everything you know I had music videos and but I kind of got to my I've got to a point in my career where you know I'm not earning enough from music to kind of be able to put that amount in. Mm -hmm. But I'm also like, uh, there's enough people with that demand. So I'm in a bit of a a difficult, uh, I guess, situation really, because I'm trying to like crowdfund. But at the same time, I've not got like a huge following, you know. So there's enough demand, but there's not enough to kind of, I guess, like push it to that point again. But with that, you know, you can kind of, you can do, I guess, two things. You can kind of go, right, I'm (laughs) going to quit. A lot of people do. Or you can just make music and enjoy it. And I yeah. think that's what I'm going to do. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm don't get me wrong. Like when I talk like this, I'm not saying I'm not taking music seriously anymore. I am mm-hmm. very much so. Like yeah. in terms of like I'm touring, you know, I'm planning things. You know, I can't talk too much about like what I've got coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely all really exciting. And yeah, I'm taking it seriously, but I'm just letting the music flow and trying not to... Um, I guess try not to overthink it. Cause I go through like little periods of overthinking things. So yeah. It's,
0: it's I think good. everybody does like just goes through the period of overthinking the process, the promotion, the, the project in general, just like overthinking everything. I think everybody kind of goes through that and it, it's like, once you kind of get to that moment of clarity or whatever you want to call it, where it's like, you're at peace with everything that happens and, it is like, essentially it is what it is. Um, I I think that's kind of where musicians really start to make their stride in their industry. It's like, I'm going to just be authentically who I am. This is what I want to do. People connect. They don't connect. It is what it is.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, I think that is so important and something that like as an artist, it's something that we really do struggle with. Um, I can go like, up and down like that within a week. Mm-hmm. You know, like I can, one minute, you know, I'm working on a project and it'll be, I don't, I don't want to talk too much, but like, yeah. it's kind of like, you'll be working on something, let's say. <laughs> and you you think this isn't working, it's not mm-hmm. clicking. Or you can even be working on a song in the studio and one minute you're like, it's just not how I want the song to be. And like, everything is like, almost like just crashing down. And the next minute, just one thing changes everything. And you're just like, it's like a Rubik's cube, just clicking together and everything just goes. Shoo. And it's so strange, like how how it works mentally and, you know, kind of in your career as well. Um, and it's really important for like people like yourself to say things like that. You've just got to be authentic. And mm-hmm. that's something I've always struggled with. Um, I think mainly because I've got a very different, a lot of my music is like different genres. I don't fit into a box in any way. Mm. I'm not a country artist. I'm not a folk artist. I'm not an indie artist. I'm not anything in like, I guess, particularly. Um, Mm -hmm. So for me, everything kind of feels a little little bit chaotic. Um, But at the same time, like that is who I am. Like, surely that's me who, you know, if I'm being authentic, that's, that's what it is. Whatever Mm -hmm. I'm writing, that's the most authentic me. And, you know, it's, it's, it's tricky to kind of market that sometimes, but at the same time, the viewers or the supporters, the fans that I have, I think, are really drawn into that. I hope,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: um, and maybe that's the thing that I, I think gives me this real strong bond with my my audience because I'm I'm all about being authentic and don't get me wrong, I have I've conversations with myself and conversations even sometimes with my supporters of, of you know I feel like I should write this kind of song and you know I need something that's going to click this and 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 quite often they just go just be you, just be Jenny and. It's um, you probably get this a lot with different artists, but it's a it's a real thing. It's a, I think it's the main thing that's that stops people and makes people quit because it's mm-hmm. so difficult to fit yourself into a box, especially when you like, like I say, like me, who's not got a, a specific genre. Um, mm. yeah.
0: <laughs> we get this conversation a lot, but it's never on record. It's like never during the podcast. Nobody ever wants to talk about this. It's always after the podcast it's like mm. this is the conversation i want to have like let's have this real conversation yeah nobody ever wants to have it
1: um oh, I'm, so- I'm all for i'm all for it you know I, it's something that my personally my career has been the most difficult challenge um when 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 creating albums and eps it's like <laughs> like all right i'll give you an example so like at the minute like the songs that i'm singing are like, you know, without you, my design, um, dear me, I've got some new songs as well. And, and none of them are like, Oh, they fit together nicely into a nice little piece of work. Yeah. My design. And then without you are like lyrically musically and vibe. So, so different from each (laughs) other. How do I like say that they're both from the same artist, but they are, you know, they're both songs that I've written. Um, so it's about like deciding like how much you care about that and and that that conversation I have with myself like literally sometimes three four times a week you know one minute I can be like yeah they, it doesn't matter like they go together fine and the next minute I'm like oh my god <laughs> like yeah. I'm talking about like demons and and very archaic lyrics in one and then the other I'm like talking about love and like loss and you yeah. know it's just I guess it's just who I am you know
0: hey. hey, hey. It works, though. Like, I I enjoy listening to all your music, you know, just go either whether it's on Spotify, Twitch, whatever, you know, Twitch is a little bit interesting, because I think you break out a little bit more of the unique covers that you do.
1: Yeah, Uh, yeah.
0: Like, so when I'm like recently, since uh, I had the issue with my knee, I've been working remotely. And so whenever I get that notification, I'll just that you're streaming or a few other people are streaming, I'll just throw it on in the background. I won't say anything in chat. I'll just kind of be there and just, you know, Mm -hmm. just because you're working like the one thing I forgot about the pandemic was working in silence is deafening. Yeah. And so it's just like, oh, what did I do during the pandemic that just kind of filled that void you know, because, you know, whatever. And then I was just like, oh, i am got a whole bunch of people I can follow on Twitch. So now when I get, like, your notification and there are a few other people, it's just like, okay, that's yeah. how I do it, so.
1: It's really cool to hear that, because, like, sometimes, because, like, as you know, like, you're literally streaming to a camera, <laughs> you're live streaming, and sometimes you think, like, it's, it's like, so surreal. Yeah. And then on the other side, there's so many people, like, I'm just looking at the comments now, and you there's so many people who just like love the music and they're so supportive and so nice. And, you know, that's why you do it. But it's like, I did a a gig last night in a pub, like literally like the same road I live on. Yeah. Um, And I've not done pub gig for like so long because it's another mentally very exhausting and very challenging thing. Yeah. You know, you go from like, I've gone from gigging, you know, doing things like Glastonbury and, the tour that I've just done and it's been so amazing and you get like such great support and like standing ovations, people come mm-hmm. up to and then you go into like a local pub and you think people would know me and like, no yeah. one's got a clue because my, my career is online. Mm-hmm. I'm singing covers that I don't want to sing. Yeah, and You don't get any, any response. or you might get like somebody at the back going, yeah. you know, and but I'm making more money from that. You know, yeah. it's a covers gig in a pub and it's like, it's and that is another thing that's so mentally challenging to kind of like it took so much energy for me to do that um and like even when i was on stage i was like i hate this i hate this yeah. what am i doing and then like the next minute like i'll get that message do you want to do it again and i'm like yeah let's do it again you know, <laughs> i know i hate it but i need the money and yeah I need that to forward my you, career you know
0: you got that check and it's like huh can can i suffer through a three-hour bar gig yeah for this money i think i can you know. Yeah,
1: and like honestly, like the first half, I was like almost crying. Like I was just like, "Oh, I'm doing." And then in the second half, I think I, I was like, "I'm gonna have to get a half a pint of lager," so I just mm-hmm. got like a little bit of alcohol in the system, and I was like, "You can do it, Jen." And then the second half was a lot better, I think, because I didn't have that, um, that expectation. I was just like, "You yeah. know what?" And you know what I did? Like I went from I was trying to like sing upbeat covers because that's what yeah. you're supposed to do in a pub. So I was doing that, and it just wasn't working. And then I decided, right, I'm gonna just sing some original songs yeah. so I did and uh, I, I think I sang a couple of Eli songs and yeah Um they weren't like slow songs but like mm. they weren't like the most upbeat and um people started listening yeah. <laughs> and like a couple of people just kind of turned around they were like oh she, she's she's doing something a bit different and it was like oh okay so yeah. I did about three or four original songs in in the um in the second half and it was good
0: <laughs> it, it's, <laughs> one those, <laughs> it, it's one of those it's one of those because like I have this conversation more frequently than i care to admit with musicians they do they they just kind of suffer through the bar gigs because they make existentially more money than they would playing their original music going to like the pubs and whatnot and it's just it's just like it's all they there's nothing in there that says you have to play covers. You play covers because you're hoping it's a song that somebody's going to recognize and be like, oh, that's my jam, you know? And I think that's why musicians kind of do that. But then if you sneak in an original every now and then, and Mm. people will start paying attention because it's like, oh, hey, I've never heard this song. You know, like it'll work. It's just, you've got to be strategic with how, how you kind of lay out your your song list and whatnot so
1: it- yeah I, I learned a big lesson from that like um like i've not done a covers gig for ages and it was actually mm-hmm. a couple of covers that i like just messed up completely because i would just not done it for so long um so i like kind of had to do a couple of originals yeah. as well um but like at the end of the night the- <laughs> everyone was kind of just like they, they might have enjoyed it a little bit and but it wasn't crazy good and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to do a random song at the end. So there was like a couple of like young girls at the front who you could tell were sort of enjoying it because they were filming. Yeah. they weren't like going crazy or anything. Um, yeah. And I said, you know, anyone like ABBA? And uh, they were like, oh, ABBA. So I was like, I'm going to do the most depressing ABBA song because everyone wants you to do the upbeat one. And I'm just going to like, because I was like kind of annoyed at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to do Tita. So yeah, the did to end the set. <laughs> and everyone was like, because i just got quite powerful on that one but it's so funny
0: (laughs) i didn't know that they're like abba was still that big with i didn't know that many people liked abba like for me it was always you had like dancing queen and that was just kind of like the song that came on every once in a while that people could stand at least where i grew up so
1: oh no everyone loves abba in the uk okay everyone like it's like the same people who don't like Eurovision? (laughs) yeah
0: speaking of eurovision i saw you were at the village or the eurovision village or whatever
1: yeah like you know what like the whole thing with eurovision like i'm not like the biggest fan of like all the cheesy pop music yeah but i just think the world is just so depressed especially at the minute like it's just twitter is just angst and social media is just like everyone's just so sad and and the Eurovision is just so fun. Um, and like I say, I'm not like the biggest, like into big cheesy pop ballads, but mm-hmm. I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to make the most of it and enjoy it. And so I just like, we did like um, a Eurovision party in the discord and mm. you know a lot of it's just taking the mick and just like yeah. having fun and it doesn't matter. And I wasn't going to go to Eurovision village, but then mm. I had like a conversation with myself. I was like, you know what? when does this ever happen in that literally the city, like next to my hometown? Yeah. Like, when will this ever happen ever again in my life? Probably never. So yeah. I was like, one day I went, I was trying to convince Sai. So I kind of came in from work. I was like, Sai, should we go to the Eurovision village tomorrow? It's the last day. It's a free event. And he was like, yeah. no way. So he was having a <laughs> <nothing. laughs> So then, I kind of was like, oh, I won't go then and whatever. And then I went into work the next day and I just sort of mentioned it in the office. I was like, I really wanted to go to Eurovision village. And like one of the girls in work was like, let's go. So we like literally finished work, got on the bus because the trains were all um, on strike because everyone's depressed and sad and striking and whatever. Mm. So we got the, we were like, we're going to find a way. So we got the bus, which was like half price because it was Eurovision week and, we just got we just went and we queued for like an hour and a half to get in. But it was incredible, like the the vibe and the energy. And it was I was so tired at the end of the night, but I was so glad that I went. Because mm. like honestly, like and Liverpool is such a great city as well. And people very often forget. I think it gets a lot of bad press and like mm. maybe that's to do with the football, I don't know, or whatever. But there's a lot of like political um I don't know angst against liverpool and equally it kind of feels like it's its own thing like us Mm -hmm. against the world kind of thing um but it was so nice that there was something so big happening in liverpool and and like the the buildings that it was like because basically the eurovision village was kind of like on the docks Mm -hmm. got so many really really gorgeous buildings that are like were all lit up and it was just like what such such a beautiful scene and charlotte church you know charlotte church Uh, i'm not familiar no so she, in the UK, she um, is this singer that she started out like a, a choir singer in like the church music and operatic music. Mm-hmm. And she kind of went, um, she kind of did like a switch and went straight into pop music and went a bit kind of crazy and wacky. Um, and like, she's so, so talented. Yes. And she was like headlining this like event. And I wasn't like particularly excited to watch, but then when I went, she had, it was Charlotte Church's Pop Dungeon. You should check it out um it's uh right. the final show of it okay but um she did like all covers well a couple of originals but like mainly covers like pop music and it was all like indie rock style and like grunge it was so good like nice. the, like yeah destiny's child survivor and she was like guitar solos like in the middle of it it was just and she had all of her backing singers did a song each mm-hmm. and they had their own moment which i thought was really cool as well it was honestly it was such a great time No, nice.
0: so, it's. those kind of events where you go just because of what it is, not necessarily. And then you turn out to actually like, enjoy it. That that's always kind of an interesting turn of events when it kind of happens that way. Yeah. Most Americans I'd never heard of Eurovision until, uh, Will Ferrell did his, uh, movie Mm -hmm. called Eurovision. And then people, then it started popping up on internet and whatnot. And, I, I get what you say, like I think the reason I haven't watched like really paid attention to any of it was just the over thematics of all of it and just kind of yeah. like the kind of music that they're making. but I probably need to go back and at least watch some of it this year, so
1: I think it's just one of them things that like you know i i I did used to go through a phase of like I guess like being that person of you know if if something was really popular, I would automatically go oh, I don't like that because it's really popular, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, and I went through that phase of uh, of that because I think there is a thing where people like, if someone's really popular, like Ed Sheeran, mm-hmm. like there's so many people that don't like Ed Sheeran, but I think that's just because of how popular and how mm-hmm. world-renowned he is, you know? So pe- you naturally get this corner of people who are like, oh, I can't like that, you know? Yeah. And I've been that person before, but now I'm just like, you know what? Let's just celebrate everything. That's great. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm at a point where it's just like, let's just enjoy it. Let's do yeah.
0: It. it. Yeah. Ed Sheeran's an interesting one because, you know, like all his stuff before, what was it? Project number six. It was just kind of music that was there. Like I didn't feel one way or the other. And then project number six came out where he did like all the collabs with different musicians and stuff. I was like, Oh, he's like a real musician that's kind of when I started to understand that he was like a real musician yeah and then he came out with his next album like mid-pandemic where it was like extremely overproduced pop music and I'm like oh no and now he's got his new album out and I'm like oh okay so that was yeah Yeah. so I've definitely gone through ebb and flow with Ed Sheeran myself so
1: oh yeah he's like I say he's not one of those artists that I would like look forward to his next song Mm -hmm. but you know, I'm like so many people are like, oh, I can't like anything he does because it's him, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it comes out with a good song, like his latest one's pretty cool. Um yeah. I'll, I'll just enjoy it, you know. <laughs>
0: yeah. I'll be lying if I didn't say he wasn't on a Spotify playlist somewhere on my account.
1: That's so, it. That's yeah. it. And I I love um like people like Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. I love like some of her newest stuff, and you can just I think we just need to celebrate people who are successful you know I think good on them like Ed Sheeran did something like 600 and something gigs like before he got big you know and you're just like well done well done
0: (laughs) um you brought up Eli your band Eli uh yeah how how are things going with the band I I I don't follow the band on Spotify or I maybe I don't even follow you on Instagram now that I'm thinking about it but how are things going with the band
1: um so we we kind of went on a break when I started mm. doing when I I think I just released out my solo album which I always was doing as like equally as kind of um you know I was at one point it was like both were going full yeah and then I released the solo album and it kind of just like drifted off a little bit probably because I was so busy and um the guys were busy as well with different mm. things we've kind of just been on this like elongated break now but we have still got to to um tracks unreleased so whether we get back in the studio ever again i, I don't know but mm-hmm. maybe uh, you know never say never it's one of the sure. things i don't think will ever like completely go away um because the music like the eli stuff the music mm-hmm. with eli like it's like if i was to listen to my any of my stuff i love listening to the eli stuff mm-hmm. um and also like it was a lot more simple with eli because it was like a bit more of a genre, all right. It's not specifically like Americana rock, but mm-hmm. it's more like in that direction, which yeah. is like easy to pitch, probably mm-hmm. easy to get on playlists and and radio. Um, and that was just something that was just kind of easy, and I didn't have to worry about with Eli. And but yeah, it's 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 definitely like my solo career is definitely kind of more at the forefront now mm-hmm. than, than than the Eli stuff, which is a shame. But at the same time, it's just the way it went. I just kind of went with the flow with it, really
0: yeah it, it's one of those things where Eli like you guys didn't break break up or you're just kind of on a hiatus and it's never on bad terms so you could always just kind of like come back together or you know yeah. like if you got an idea for a song you know and it, it's just one of those bands that just kind of it's kind of like um I don't know if the some of the bands in the UK are doing this but in the U.S., there are some of these things that they call like super bands, where like three different bands, like members yeah. from three different bands, will come together and form like a side project. Yeah, and yeah. They release music. I kind of feel like that's what Eli might be for you.
1: Yeah, that's that. That could be the way. I like I say, I'm just kind of going with the flow, and and I, th- I don't think it's one one of them things that'll ever like completely go away. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's 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 just not been my forefront the last, I guess, since since the album, really the album went really well for me as well and i think it would have been it would have been silly for me to to not kind of ride that wave um mm-hmm. you know and tour and and do all of those things which was difficult to kind of do with both but i guess that was always going to be the case um you know when when i was doing both things full it was so hard it was really difficult to kind of like just get some time to breathe yeah.
0: Um, but yeah i'm still waiting on your america tour the first time we had you on the podcast that was a conversation that we had. I'm still waiting on that.
1: Oh, you know what? It, I would tour America. If, if I could, if you didn't need like a visa to tour mm-hmm. America, I would be doing that. Like I'd be planning it, you know, but yeah. it's, you have to, you have to have a visa and in order to get a visa, you have to have a reason to get a visa, you know, it has to be mm-hmm. enough of a, um, and that's not easy. No. Very difficult to get a visa to, to, um, play in the States. And I'm probably not, um, I think basically I'm not famous enough to do it. <laughs> They're kind of like, "Are you sure?" <laughs> yeah. You it, have to you know, like, um, prove that you're like worthy.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it's it. That's always an interesting conversation because obviously, like international relationships and you know visas and all that stuff, it isn't my specialty of conversation or international law, so to speak. Um, but when I see some artists come over. And then they just go play, and they're not even concerned about it. I'm like, mm. man, that's like you're probably going to be okay. Like, mm. it's probably not going to be that big of a deal. But I, if you I, get I, caught,
1: I, I've you seen can some be banned things. Banned out of America, you can literally just yeah. be banned for for life. Yeah, uh, and I definitely like me and Cy, we want to, at what at one point in our lives. Like this one of our things that we want to do on our bucket list is we want to drive Route 66. Okay. You know, just stay in motels and do that like whole yeah. American drive thing. You know, I've never even been to America. So I lived in America for a little bit. Um, but I've never even been. And it's like I feel so like, even though I've never been to America, mm. I feel like I'm like I've got like a, a really cool relationship because of the the fans and the followers and so mm met so many great people from america i'm just like why i want to go to america so bad yeah i wish i could just show up and just play you know yeah it's such a shame but maybe one day tom you know i'm not you know maybe i'll be famous
0: (laughs) you're famous to me so
1: ah thank you um
0: you know it's funny you you brought up like the relationship that you have with uh um uh people in america it, I I feel the exact same way because it's like I've had several outstanding offers like that whenever I make it to the UK it's like oh we'll take you here or we'll take you there and then the same yeah. thing over in like Australia I have like three couches I could sleep on and I'm like yeah sweet I just need to get there like it's yeah. not cheap by any stretch so
1: oh I know and we're, we're not in a we're not in a, a great time for economic growth and I think we have yeah. to prioritize certain things in our lives, don't we? Which is yeah. such a shame. And you know, I, mean, I wish i just I wish I had that um free willingness to kind of just go, right, you know what? I'm just gonna just go. I'm just gonna do mm-hmm. it. But I'm just not I'm a homebird. Um and I've got my dogs as well, like who yeah. are like my children. Um but yeah I know it's gonna happen one day. Yeah. I just know it and I'm gonna like meet everybody and and but I love the fact that like we have the internet and you know we can literally talk like this and you know live streaming always keeps people connected like i literally Mm. have more of a relationship with a lot of my followers than i do with like people who like live up the road from me
0: (laughs) yeah that's uh i'm not gonna lie i saw you posted something on instagram the other day was it one of your dog's birthdays or like when you (laughs) and i i thought you had gotten a new puppy Uh, you posted something on instagram and it was like When uh, uh, I don't remember if it was like Remy or whoever it was, but it was
1: Remy's five year since we had her.
0: Yeah. You just had like a bunch of little baby pup pictures. And I'm like, oh, did she get a third dog? She (laughs) could. The the two that she already has are pretty uh, anxious, although they're not too bad right now, but they're going in and out of the door. So, because I
1: got the door open today because I'm not singing. So Uh uh, just have the door open and you can see how much more relaxed they are. Yeah, like being kind of just in one area. But,
0: yeah, it's um, you know they're they're dogs they're animals.
1: Yeah, so. I wouldn't want to be just locked in a room. Right, with me yeah. singing.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, you just announced that you have a music festival coming up. What is it, June, or that you're playing at a music festival?
1: I've got so I've got a couple of festivals coming up this year. Okay. I've got um Beardy Folk on the sixteenth of June. <laughs> which is a big one. I've got a couple of local festivals, Trips on the Hill on the 2nd of July, which is kind of close to me, mm-hmm. in Frodgham. Okay. I've got another one in Frodgham called Gnarly Rocks on the 5th of August. Oh, I've just announced a big one, um, Cambridge Folk Festival on the 30th mm. of July, which is like a pretty big festival here in the UK. So I'm really proud to be playing um, like the Emerging Act stage this yeah. year.
0: Nice. That's really cool. I'm hoping... Like, that's going to be my in to get to the UK to, like, ju- not justify my reason to go to the UK, but yeah. that's going to be my in is to get into a couple of music festivals and whatnot. And i had a couple of opportunities. I would have okay. been down in, what, Portsmouth earlier well, this year, but then I uh, had the old, whole issue with my knee, and I'm like, I don't know if I'll be able to walk by then, so.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, that was a uh, shame
0: yeah it was a uh, that now i'm dealing with all the medical bills and i'm like america i pay so much in, in insurance why why are my bills so high
1: this is ridiculous so uh, you know, I, I don't know how you guys do it that's like the big fear for me is like losing our nhs because we're so lucky in this country to to just yeah. have just a free medical care and people i don't think people realize in this country just like how <laughs> how yeah. lucky and fortunate we are you know
0: yeah like not not to go too inside baseball but like I'm sitting with 10 grand in medical debt right now it's just yeah. like this is ridiculous like it's going to take me two years to pay this off it's so and I my feel- dad's like my dad's like oh here's how you get around that and I'm like okay let's see how yeah. this works so
1: yeah I honestly like that's the thing um we're just so lucky in this country mm. to work you know i work in a doctor's surgery and i know yeah. like how much people just take it for granted that we you know oh, it's it's that's its whole that's mm. its whole the uh, story but yeah. Yeah, I feel like, yeah
0: i'm glad i didn't have to go in for surgery i'd be scared to see how bad my medical bills were if i had to go in for surgery yeah. so yeah, yeah. But anyways, so we're getting close to the beginning of the match here. What are your predictions? What do you think is going to happen with the Everton match today? Um,
1: I think Everton's going to draw.
0: Okay.
1: I think Everton's going to draw, and I think that Leicester will draw, and I think Leeds will get beat. And I think that that means that we will be okay. That's that's fair.
0: Like I, I think a draw is very possible – my only concern is that Pickford's been very streaky on <laughs> um,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: he's been very streaky, and if he's on his game, doesn't let anything up. Cool. It, Everton maybe could score a goal because uh maybe <laughs> you never know, like the other the, like the, who the what are they playing uh, Bournemouth, right?
1: Should we look at the uh, lineup we've missed we don't know who the lineup is yet. Oh, hold on, Let's have a look. Let's get Twitter. Oh. Up. I'll tell you if we're going to win based on the lineup.
0: Well, because I mean, like the the team they're playing against isn't playing for anything. They're just like in the middle of the in the middle of the field. There.
1: Oh, Connor Cody's playing. That's good news because he's a bit of a leader. So it's Pickford, Tarkovsky, Cody, Mina. So we're playing three at the back. Mm-hmm. Um, so three centre backs at the back, basically which is, but but we've got Connor Cody. And then we've got McNeil playing, which is good. Iwobi, Decore, Ghana, Ghana, Onana, and Gray up front. I think it's a good. I think it's good. with. I think we're doing the best with what we've got.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie. We were talking before we jumped on here about like me kind of getting more into the Premier League um, and listening to, like, critics and analytics and, like, the sports stuff. It's interesting how many people don't like Iwobi like just
1: um they, yeah
0: they they pick on it what do they pick on his age i think
1: um i think he's one of these players It when he's on his on on his game he's like mm. really on his game yeah um, but when he's not he can just be awful but i think that's just all players to be honest um but yeah um i like him i think he's yeah. good i just yeah. I get a little bit scared sometimes sure.
0: I think the the thing that's going for Everton right now is the fact that Bournemouth really isn't playing for anything. They're not worried about getting relegated. They're not going to make yeah. anything. So if they just kind of if they show up, that would be kind of shocking. But you know,
1: it could be it could be one of them days, Tom. But yeah. You know what? Whatever um, happens, it happens, and I'm not getting too stressed.
0: Yeah, there's still a lot of options out there. That that's the way I'm looking at it. <laughs> there's still a lot of options it's like if, if they win cool that's it but if they don't win they're they're still up and there's other two teams that play here so like it, it's an interesting interesting gonna be an interesting day let's say that so yeah. awesome well if uh you want to if anybody wants to check out your music lost animals or any of your shows or any of that fun stuff where can people find you online
1: yeah, um, Instagram, uh, so Jenny Colquitt obviously is my name. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I'm either Jenny.Colquitt or Jenny Colquitt. Um, there's not many of me. In fact, I don't think there is any other Jenny Colquitt uh, in the world. Um, so yeah, just any of those places. Um, also my website, um, um And Twitch. I'm here on Twitch, uh, Jenny.Colquitt on Twitch.
0: Awesome. All right. Let me see who we're gonna raid. I don't usually raid because I don't know why, but that's just how it is. But since we're here, we're gonna raid. Uh, Joshua Wu, that's one of your friends, right? Or
1: oh yeah, Josh, yeah, he's um, yeah. good.
0: Or yeah, one. I I think that's how I found it was going through one of your streams. So
1: wow.
0: cool. But once again, thank you so much for hanging out with us. It's been an absolute blast. It's a uh, uh, anybody that wants to support Live and Amplified, liveandamplified.net is our website. Uh, you can find everything we ever do there. Um, our radio show, The Hoedown Showdown, is doing absolutely fantastic. Thank you to everybody that's been supporting that. We've been charting pretty consistently as far as on the global country radio charts. Mm. You know, it, it it That's been really cool to kind of watch unfold. Um, but until next time, we will see you later.